Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis. I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching and the co-founder of the journal that talks back. Today, you have just joined Fridays with Fernie, where I invite my daughter, Fernie, to come on to the podcast and have a discussion. Fernie, welcome. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to be here. So a really cool thing happened last week, and I just want to share with uh, everybody what that cool thing was. It was your graduation, and uh, that was uh, a fun experience. But the highlight for me was when you uh, went up to an old professor of yours that you hadn't seen in over two years because of the pandemic. She gave you a massive hug, and she said, I love your podcast. That was a big highlight for me, too. That was definitely a highlight. And she even said hi to me as though she knew who we were. So um, what's her name? This is Professor, Professor Cherestes. Doctor, you, yeah. Doctor, sorry. Doctor, Doctor Cherestes, if you are listening, we are so grateful for having you tune in. Keep listening. All right, Fernie, what are we discussing today? All right. So today the topic is a bit more somber. Um, We have been to um, a few funerals lately, unfortunately. And, you know, every time we go to a funeral, you have this little comment. And, you know, you, you mention how at your funeral, you would want things to be different. Um, At your funeral, there has to be a lot of food and uh, there has to be music and, you know, everybody has to look good, but wear comfortable shoes because (laughs) you're going to be standing or sitting, but you have to be comfortable and there has to be music and it's going to be a celebration of life. And that's very different, I think, than most funerals, at least the ones I've been to. Um, And so... I'd like you to tell me a little bit more about your vision of, of death and how you see kind of, I don't know, the next world. Uh, I don't know how people perceive it, but yeah, you know, the ending yeah. of this one, the ending of this one. So I think that a lot of us think about death as very, very tragic, right? Somebody dies and it's a very, very tragic experience. And, um, we think about that for all ages, the young and the old, it's still tragic. And we look at how someone dies and determine whether or not that was a good way to go or a terrible way to go. And we just, we have an uncomfortable feeling or a lot of discomfort when it comes to the subject of death. It's something that a lot of us don't like to talk about. For me, it's an interesting subject because there's nobody on this earth who escapes it. We're You know, we all have different paths in this world. We all experience different things throughout our lifetimes. But every single one of us experiences death. We all do. And most of us experience the death of a loved one. And so for me, when someone dies, it's the end of their lives on earth as they know it. Is there something that comes after? I like to think so. Do I know for sure? I don't, but I like to think so. And I have some evidence in my case to support that belief that there's something going on that we can't quite tangibly wrap our heads around, that people's souls continue on. There's something that's 
like an eternal life where there's a continuation, but we can't be sure. And I'm not here to really debate that or discuss that as though I really know, because I don't really know. Uh, But what's interesting for me is how do people deal with the death of a loved one? Mm -hmm. What does it do for them? How are they affected or impacted by it? Do they view it as a tragedy or do they view it as an opportunity to spend time really focused on that person in their lives, thinking about them, remembering them, um, feeling their presence, even in their absence, noticing and understanding the impact they had in their lives, or do they just feel the sadness? So for me, when I go, I want people to remember the good stuff. I want them to remember the conversations. I want them to remember how maybe I made them laugh or I made them think or how I made them food and how I made them eat, right? I want them to remember the interesting exchanges we had, the conversations, the dialogue. I want them to remember, you know, the unique role that I played perhaps in their lives or the unique role that I played in only one conversation and how perhaps that left a mark, right? But I remember when my parents died, I think one of the greatest uh, absences for me was that nobody in my circle really shared a whole lot of stories with me about my parents and how they interacted with my parents and how my parents perhaps made an impression or left a mark or had an impact on them, right? That was very rare. And so from my perspective, when I pass away, and I will, I want for my children to be surrounded by people who knew me in some capacity, whether it was, you know, that they heard me speak somewhere or whether it was that they had a conversation with me about a challenge they were having or whether it was that they went to school with me or camp or that, you know, we had a great time on some trip together, whatever it is, right? I want them to share that with you so that you could get flooded with good experiences from the, from the people around you about the space that I took up in this world. Because I think what happens is when somebody dies, it seems like suddenly they're not taking up space in the world. Yeah. And so for me, yes, I want my life to be a celebration. In fact, sometimes I think, man, I wish I could be at my own funeral. It's like the best time, right? But you, what? I, I just think, you know, like that's, and sometimes I think funerals are kind of sad because you know, you get 30 minutes of course they're to, sad. to talk about a person's whole life. And really yeah. a whole life is a lot more than your 30 minutes. Right. And so, yeah, but I do, I think, I think a funeral could be a good time. It doesn't have to be a terrible, horrible, awful time. It could be tears, but your tears can be a little bit sad and your tears could be tears of laughter, remembering some of the moments you had. Got to write down your jokes. I got to write down my jokes. So we can uh, use them for the yeah. future. But they're not like, I don't have stand-up comedy material, right? The jokes just come as they come. Well, 
write some of them down as they come. What do you think about death? What do you think about death? Um, I don't know. I think it's, it's, um, I think it's really tough. I mean, you lose somebody and it's not like, you know, they're in another country and you'll never see them again and never be able to talk to them. It's like they're gone and there's no other chance to communicate with them at all. And did you say all the things you needed to say and do all the things you wanted to do? And, you know, did you get everything out of that relationship? And I think there's often a lot of feelings of missing out because they're gone and there's no more chances. Yeah. Um, That's why you got to squeeze in your chances, right? You got to say all the things you want to say. You got to let the the person know how much they mean to you. You got to, you got to squeeze it in. Yeah. And you have to be conscious about your, your interactions. You have to be present to the greatest ability, but I want to address something. When someone's gone, does that mean your communication with them is over? Maybe yes, maybe no, we don't know. But a funny thing happens is they stay in your head and their voice stays in your head. And you can literally have a conversation with them where you know how they're going to react and respond to the things you say, the questions you ask, the challenges you're having. And so for me, I often look in the mirror and literally see my parents in the mirror. I see my mother's face. I see my mother's body. I see my mother's glare in her eyes. I see her in my reflection. And so when I go, you will see me in your reflection. And so it's not like I disappear. I'm inside of you. Yeah, but I can't just pick up the phone and call you. No, but you can have a conversation and hear my answer. In fact, you do that already. (laughs) Yeah, a bit. (laughs) Yeah, a bit. You already know what I'm going to say about things. Sometimes. But it's still nice to have a voice that responds. Yeah. So that's the cool thing about this podcast, right? You're going to be able to look back and hear all the times when we talked. You're going to be I able gonna... to look you're going to be able to look back and hear some of the thoughts that I had about some of the subjects we discussed. Yeah, I have to ask all the questions I'll possibly have in the future. All the issues I might run into, I got to clear them out now. Exactly. Collect them. And, and, and maybe someday you'll sit and listen to this and you'll say, there's your grandma. You'll show it to your kids. Yeah, yeah it's very possible. Right. But uh, I mean, I hope you'll be around to interact with my kids in person. I'm sure I will be, but they'll never see me this young again, right? <laughs> no, you get younger as you age. That's the plan. That's my plan. My plan is to get younger as I age. My plan, you know why? Let me tell you. Let's just talk about that for a second. What happens (laughs) as you age? What happens as you age is you shed a lot of the heaviness that you carry with you through life. You shed the idea that what other people think really matters. You shed the idea that you have to accomplish some massive goal in, in order to have value and to be Uh, lovable or important in this world. You shed the idea that you have to look a certain way or that you have to, um, you know, be everything to everybody in order for you to have any type of importance. And so as you age, you get more comfortable in your skin. And so getting more comfortable in your skin means you're carrying a lighter load, which ultimately if you take it that way, can lead you to feeling a whole lot younger. That's fair. 
Well, I've got to say that you look great. And people tell me all the time that we look like sisters. There you go. That's the highest compliment. (laughs) The highest compliment. Sometimes I don't feel so great, but I take the compliment. It's a start. I mean, also, it's a great honor to look like you. So it's a good thing. Thank you. And for me, you. It's a great honor as well. Amazing. All right. So uh, hopefully this conversation you'll look back on after I die and you'll review. And you have to remember the following. We need music. We need food. We need great stories. Yes, ma'am. Anything else? That's a good start. What about good shoes? I was just going to say. <laughs> shoes. Yeah. Super important. So important. Okay. <laughs> For those of you who are listening, um, I'd love to hear what you think about death. It's a subject I think about an awful lot. I think about it. I think about it in terms of those that I have lost, my parents, family members, aunts, uncles, that kind of thing. But I also think about it in terms of it really helping me be present and capturing the moments that are right in front of me. Even if it's sitting on the couch with Alan and sharing a bowl of fruits, even if it's having a conversation with one of my kids and knowing that these conversations are fleeting and really being there, being present, really capturing the moment. But I'd love to hear from you. What do you think about death? Is it a subject that you hate talking about? Is it a subject that you shield yourself from? Or is it a subject that you engage in willingly with interest? I just want to hear from you. Uh, If you want to reach me, you can do so by emailing me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you have a topic that you want to discuss, reach out to Fernie. Fernie, how do they reach you? Please do. And please email me. My email address is Fernie Cotliar. That's F-E-R-N-E-K-O-T-L-Y-A-R at live.com. And we will see you next week. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye.